Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hey everyone, welcome to the Union of the Unknowns. Uh, thanks for joining us for Not Your Mama's News. We have a special episode tonight, uh, the Binkley edition. And we'll give a big welcome to Brad Binkley from the Propaganda Report, a great friend of ours. Go on. Uh, how's everyone doing? How you doing, Brad? Good, good. How about you guys? Doing great. Doing good, Brad. Happy to have you here. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for uh, having me on. I'm excited. You're our first ever guest on Not Your Mama's News. Inspired. Really? Inspired. Awesome. Our whole podcast yeah. was inspired by the Propaganda Report. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for y'all. That's fantastic. No. I'm glad you guys are doing something. It's just get get out there and putting content out there. I, I think that's that's the way to communicate these messages and, and spread the word about, you know, as cliche as it sounds, is the truth. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. None of us would have never would, would have ever even met if if we weren't listening to the propaganda report. Me, the Atlanta locals heard you guys on WSB with the radio show. That's super cool. I, 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 that um, I don't know. That warms my heart. Yeah, it was, awesome. it was that, first, pod that first meetup. Yeah. yeah, we need to do another first- meetup. Those were always fun. It's been a while. I know everything's changed a little, but I think it'd still be cool to do something sometime. Well, I did talk to um, Bill from Neighbors, and we were planning on working something out, but uh, time is scarce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah it's a, we also have tonight uh, Kiel Thor. Hey. Ash- Ashley, Think Change Repeat. Hello. And our favorite lady from down under, Stella. Oh, yeah. Hey, Stella. Hey, Stella. Hey. hey. An ATL connector that may be trying to from time to time. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Our, our greatest friend, Jackie, ATL connector. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I guess I'll open us up. And I, I, I don't even know where to start with this one because all we hear about is global warming this, global warming that. Um, and this out of USA Today, uh, toxic PFAs are so prevalent that they're actually found in wild deer and fish in Maine and Michigan. Uh, And it's linked to everything from uh, hormone crisis, uh, testicular development, uh, low weight birth, uh, hormones, cancer, and uh, the the EPA, which loves loves us so much, Last year, they uh, started to put a uh, ban on PFA pollution uh, because it's linked to cancer and low birth weight. And it just seems like this is something that is it's 98 percent of Americans are expected to have PFAs in their blood. It's what's known as um, forever chemicals. And it's started coming from like Teflon and nonstick materials. Uh, but it's, it's just crazy to me. I wonder if this ties into the depopulation agenda uh, and the overpopulation because it's, it's literally everywhere. 
so I also had uh, the Guardian put out a pretty similar thing. Uh, we'll have both of those in the show, na- show notes from uh, our great friend Terry, uh, Terry Canary. Uh, but it just blows my mind that while this is going on, we're crying about the climate, which may or may not affect us in 100 years. But right now, there's so much chemicals in the water that are we even going to be able to make it to a point where even if what they're saying is true, humans are going to experience? Gross. It's, I think I remember reading a story a while back that every person has eaten a credit card's worth of plastic because uh, there's so much um, microplastics. I start our- the day with a credit card of plastic just to get it out of the way, <laughs> just to kind of build up my immunity to it. I heard that story, too, and I, I, di- I didn't know what, you know, I don't know what to do about because everything it feels like has something in it when they're saying they find these plastics in us. And what is their solution that they're they're offering to that or what are people doing for that i don't know because i think people are so far built up into the system that we're just we're like molding with the plastic well and yeah i did look at both of those articles that i read i actually read it to the end which is pretty tough for me uh (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah they no one offered a single solution uh, besides yeah. the EPA saying like, hey, guys, maybe we shouldn't be dumping so much into the water, right. uh, which seems like, I mean, how long have we known that the microplastics are, you know, killing fish and wildlife? And we, there's the plastic island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I think I just guys. Yeah, they're called guys, and I, th- I think we've only known about them for a certain amount of time, but not quite as long as they've known about them. Right. Today. But it just seems like this is a real problem that is actually affecting us, and instead of putting a trillion dollars into whether or not we can change the climate half a degree over 100 years, it might be right. a little bit better off. It's hard to balance that climate money between the money we get to Zelensky, who do we give it to? Next, I think we should stop feeding our children and we could kill them and then they would be honored by Vladimir Zelensky uh, for their sacrifice. But that reminds me, that story reminds me of the Alex Jones, like years ago, the whole thing was, turn the frogs gay. And I remember the first time I heard that, he's like waving papers around. It's a good tactic he does. Some people say he's doing whatever, but if you see somebody waving papers around, at least for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to go research and see if there's actually anything on these papers he's talking about. And I found the thing that was like, they're messing with the frog's gender. So he was uh, exaggerating, but he was actually making a, a valid point. And I remember everybody would make fun of him for that. And I told some of my friends that were progressives about that. And, and they just said, no, that's crazy. That's probably, I'm like, but did you actually look it up? And they would say no about it. So it, it's all, it almost feels like a lot of these things continue to persist because people will refuse to believe that they are real. Well, it's, it's, I believe that was uh, due to atrazine, was it not? Yeah, I think so. Well, that's that's another big issue is just like the amount of drugs and pharmaceuticals that people take. Uh, like, I think that they can, they find birth control in water supplies because it's something that's not broken down by humans. And it's just sent right back into the water supply through the sewage. And it's, I, I don't think that there is a solution to all of this. That's yeah, that's that's I, I usually try and be Mr. Whitefield, but like. <laughs> I don't even know if, because if it's out in the ocean, I, you know, 
does does it get picked up by clouds when you know it's raining? I have no I idea. So I think you're right, though. They don't focus on the real climate problems, which sounds like this, which is climate human problems. They instead focus right. on the bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I really yeah. wonder if if they're doing it on purpose, just because we all know that our elitist big brothers think that there are just way too many humans on on the planet. Uh, uh, you know, my my solution is the same as my solution to everything is that let's have a free market, freer market. You know, I bet there's all sorts of oil lobbyists that are out there pushing those, these petrochemical byproducts and things. And all of these plastics are derived from that. So if, if that stuff was more expensive to, to produce and research and manufacture, there would be cheaper, my guess would be more organic natural solutions to these kinds of, you know, issues. Of course, yeah. That's the irony. The kid that's going to die of cancer from PFAs would have been the one that figured out how to filter out all these yeah. forever chemicals. So now we're doomed uh, <laughs> to death. Well, if death. Bill Gates is consuming the same amount, then uh, I, I feel okay. If he's not, I'd like to know what exactly he is consuming, which I'm, I'm assuming it's not bugs. Well, that's you got to wonder. You got they got to have you know their own backup supply of essentials to babies yeah they aren't <laughs> they aren't gonna live off off bugs but how are they gonna get their baby's blood if there right. aren't any more babies? They need the babies do you guys remember when jimmy carter got he lives in georgia and he got like brain cancer like a few years ago and it was i think it was like a stage three it was like and he was He's almost 100 at this point, so he's in his 90s. Is he still alive? He's still alive, yeah. They showed him at the Braves game. He's all he's almost like a, a just a raisin at this point. Just, he's shrunk into two raisins. <laughs> him and his wife sitting there together. And when he got, when he got this uh, cancer, it's like there's no way this guy's going to survive this. And then he goes off to – it was like Germany. It wasn't Russia. I think it was Germany for like a week. Comes back. Cancer's just gone. Never heard. Just it was fine. Right. I remember That's a quick when. Climb? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Remember when Bi the Bidens took pictures with them uh, last oh, yeah. year, the year yeah. before, and yeah. they were giants <laughs> yeah. compared to to those guys. I do remember that. For some reason, I remember so reading that he he passed away at some point. But I guess that's just like some Mandela. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. But don't don't all these people they they all live such a long time like look at Kissinger yeah he's beautiful prune yeah he's a very good looking guy <laughs> you but, know he was like Klaus Schwab apparently one of the guys who inspired Klaus Schwab yes he was yeah. hmm. and it's I'd if if I had if I could figure out one thing it wouldn't even be just is who's actually running things it would be like. Who isn't bullshitting us every day? Right. It's, it's tough to figure out sometimes. Okay, let's narrow it down. <laughs> yeah. <Nobody. laughs> I, I, can, I can get to the obvious, you know, but it's like, you know, is, is Trump in on it? I don't know. And, it, no. you know, Bolsonaro, Putin, uh, it's just like, I really wonder if they're, if they're real or not. Yeah. I think they've I, all got I, name tags at the table. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. But is that because that they have nuclear weapons? You think Zelensky is in on it? 
just, I, I bet he's he's just a he's just a I mean we all say oh every president's a puppet or whatever but that guy is totally he's not calling any shots he's an actor he's uh, just on the screen it is nuts his background it is very similar actually to Trump's in, in one way and then the way he became president and in another way Trump because they were both television stars and they had kind of a similar message in, in their country and then they he he just took his whole production company and just named the party after his production company and, and his show and just moved all those people to government uh, positions. And he campaigned virtually the entire time. You notice we never see Zelensky in person. I'm convinced that what we see is a deep fake part of the time because we never see him in person. He's been speaking to the world public in virtually for however long now. I don't remember seeing him attend any of these events. And it makes me think about this South uh, Korea president who ran a campaign where he had his deep fake campaign virtually because it was more in touch with the youth. It spoke like the young people. It looked a little bit younger and cooler. And then he started speaking like his deep fake. And then I'm reading about Zelensky who did no live events, none during his campaign, just like Biden didn't. He just did virtual uh, stage produced by his production company, stand up comedy shows like Trump did. Uh, but he did them virtually and he wins the presidency. And I'm just – I'm really wondering when the shoe's going to drop that we've been watching a deep fake of Zelensky uh, all this time. You know what terrifies me about that is if Hillary Clinton is ever able to take that technology uh, and use it for her own, own – like imagine if Hillary Clinton came off to the masses as – an actual human being and not some sort oh of lizard God. creature or Kamala too. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Okay. I think, uh, I think Hillary would be more like a shallow fake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Sur surface level fake. <laughs> yeah. Fake. Did, you, dips, yeah. did you guys Candace see that? Owens on one of her recent podcasts was talking about AI podcast or something like that. I just they saw had that. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, Joe Rogan and I have it right here. Actually. With Apple. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and about how like real it really seemed. Now, to me, they sounded like they were reading a script or something. It didn't sound like a natural yeah. conversation the whole way through to me. But um, you know, it's like who's to say that's not the case? And that's what they're using for him. Totally. And it's crazy to think about that too, because this is what they say anyway. They say that Joe Rogan has enough audio on the internet, which I, I, I probably do as well because I, I, I haven't been doing it as long as Joe Rogan, but he doesn't put all of his shows on YouTube anymore. I guess, I guess Spotify is considered the internet, so maybe I don't have as much time. But they say that because of the amount of audio he has that they can deep fake him saying absolutely anything. And when they perfect deep fakes, it's crazy because – they're not going to tell us that before they roll it out. They're going to test it to see if we spot it. Oh, and so they'll be among us and using them before we are even close to aware that they're using them, I think. But you think, the military is uh, like 20 years ahead of us from what Candace was saying. Yeah. So that's just consumer stuff. So imagine <laughs> how far ahead the military is. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Go ahead, Stella. Yeah, I think, I think it's um, – they've probably already been doing it, to be quite honest, for a yeah, of years, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Well, I think I thought it was very interesting that gentleman that you were um, podcasting with the other day, Brad uh, Tim. Tim, yeah. Uh, that, that yeah, Andrews. that thing that he said about Candace Owens being girlfriend of somebody to do with the Kennedy thing, was it? 
that was something I hadn't heard. What did he say? The Oh, he was talking about the radio host who was a, a conspiracy theorist back at... It wasn't Candace Owens. I thought he said that the first two. It was Candace. It sounded um, like Owens. It was an older conspiracy radio lady that he was recommending. I can't remember her last name. That right. I'm glad I haven't spread that rumor. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he said Owens too at first. And I was like, wait a minute. She wasn't alive right. in the 60s. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. Well, you know, if, if, if you started telling that to too many people, PayPal would have fined you $2,500 uh, for spreading yeah. that information. Right. Good luck with that, PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to gotta get rid of PayPal and switch out of to like a local credit union or something because it's you're funding the problem. Are you guys, what's your fear? Not to derail, but what's your guys feel on the crypto market right now with, with everything just going on? Diamond hands, baby. Yeah. <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> Dogecoin, right. Yes. I mean, I, I used to buy uh quite a bit but i've just been kind of holding off uh but crypto people will tell you what we're in is completely normal so far right. i gotta be diamond hands because i have most of my stuff in voyager which i can't get it out right now <laughs> there you go yeah i learned that lesson <laughs> oh gosh um but yes yeah, so that was basically all i had you know next time your climate uh change friends start yelling at you Start, you know, let him know that PFAs are found in nearly all umbilical cord blood around the world. Um, and I believe next we have up our great friend, Kilthor. That's me. So I know all of us here have our finger firmly placed on the pulse of the comics industry. But uh, just for everybody listening, we're, you guys are aware that there is a, a Superman comic um, with a gay Superman in it, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, so <laughs> he's only just coming out now, is he? No, nope, underpants he, over his stockings. He came out uh, last October. Yeah. And uh, his. Let me tell you a bit about the book that he's in. It's ever since its its uh, initial release in July 2021. It has dealt with various social issues such as. School shootings, fighting climate deniers, climate change deniers, and the deportation of refugees. And the news is that <laughs> fighting deniers. Yeah, yes, they're they're canceling the book because it's so wildly unpopular. Yeah, it just goes to show <laughs> you that yes, people yes, yeah. hate yeah. this stuff. They hate all this woke nonsense. Didn't they do that for Bat Girl or was it Bat Woman? I know the Bat Woman show was awful. There's the movie they canceled. Yes. Oh, yeah. Catwoman, yeah. wasn't it? Catwoman, maybe. Yeah, Catwoman. They spent, I don't know how many millions of dollars producing that movie. And then they just. She was right around a billion. It was like 95 something. Yeah. But there was a sub story to this article talking about the colorist for that, that book. His name is uh, Gabe El Tayeb, I guess. I hadn't heard of him until now. But uh, he quit back in October. I guess the coming out thing was the final straw. But he said he couldn't stand being a part of this, quote, America-hating comic. And it was all the woke stuff, plus the fact that they removed the reference to America 
in the phrase truth, justice, and the American way. They yeah. just got rid of the America part. So the Ukrainian way, right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, though, this isn't actually Superman. It's Superman and Lois Lane's child, teenage child that's doing all this stuff. At, uh, but, at least but this guy, get, what? At least they Justin? made a new character. Yeah, at least they did, did they that. I don't know. So is, is it? It's not Superboy. It's like a different child. I don't know. I'm not. I've never Trans been a child? DC guy, um, but uh, this article did catch my eye. Uh, just I think it was the, a Super They, wasn't it? Super, super They, yeah, they. Super They, yeah. Oh, Super They. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy Gabe El El Tayeb, uh, went off to do his own uh, comic book company called um, it's called Rip Something. Um, anyway, he uh, he did he's making an anti woke comic, and it's already making tens of millions of dollars uh, in revenue. Who was uh, that? His, his his partner in it, I think we've all heard of, is Eric July. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I the Ripperverse, isn't it? What's that? The Ripperverse. I think that's that's it. Yo, we interviewed him. He's great. He's uh, he's super knowledgeable about comics and stuff, and artistic, and yeah, he's cool. Yeah. So he, that guy's sorry spun off. backwards. His band. He great, great libertarian, like hardcore. Like I don't even know yeah. what. But it's, it's, it's like the, the libertarian rage against the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like metal rap or something. Some right. some uh, amazing combination of both. It was the first album I bought since System of a Down Toxicity. That's been quite a while since that came out. That's cool, though. That's where uh, opportunity is for artists who are yeah. willing to do that. Most a lot of artists are afraid to not be progressive because they're afraid they won't work again. But the reality is that the public is tired of that shit. And this is your story here is an illustration of how people can't be successful if they just kind of just come out of the closet about the fact that they're not a fucking uh, global progressive, and, but they're also an artist. Like I know a lot of friends who are just secretly, they're like, no, I got to keep my, why dude? <laughs> The audience I mean, is there for non-retarded woke stuff. Right. Just, yeah. no I want to show you guys that. a picture from this article that if I saw in a comic would just immediately go in the trash. But uh, see if I can get that on there. Oh, is that this? Is that the gay Superman? Oh, the climate yeah. justice, the it's climate the justice Superman league protesting <laughs> with the justice. I don't know. Oh my God, Superman is not an activist. This is uh, it's, wow. No wonder that shit's gone. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad. I mean, it's fine. To, gay gay comic book characters have been in, in the comic industry for years, but clearly, yeah. it's it's all about virtue signaling and being woke. Totally. totally. The picture Kilter just showed was the Justice League attending a climate action rally. Climate, right. climate Justice League. Uh, <laughs> it's who causes more pollution than Superman? I mean, those the, you're everything. telling me his laser beam eyes don't don't emit CO two. Yeah, a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, big carbon footprint for super, especially gay Superman. It's I don't know. I just imagine he's how got much a carbon footprint. How much methane gas is being emitted into the atmosphere? Every time Superman blows his 
his uh, right. ice breath. How much does he have to eat? Also, he's probably going to eat a lot just to maintain yeah. his, you know, strength and whatnot. metabolism. Yeah. And if it's anything like the Batwoman show was on the CW, which the opening of Batwoman, they had a radio person doing the song of where is Batwoman after she say it was so stupid as Rachel Maddow. She's an actress in that <laughs> show and then they canceled it. Yeah. But the show was just all about their lesbian relation. It was like sex in the city with Batman suits on. Is that, I mean, I don't care if they're gay, but do superhero stuff. Don't. Yeah. I mean, it needs to be about the characters and the story and the fight and crime and things that kids want to read when they're reading comic books. Yeah. I don't care if a gay Superman saves me. I care if I'm not saved because a gay Superman can't get over his boyfriend that just broke up with him. Yeah. Superman's fake and gay. He's got shares in kryptonite. He's just forget (laughs) it. He's always been that way. Well, that's Ashley. That's just like um, the the everyone getting upset that Halle Berry is playing Little Mermaid, and um, they're making. I mean, I think Thelma in Scooby Doo is probably always gay, um, and then yeah, they're having played Daphne, and uh, Amazon just spent a billion dollars on the Rings of Power, and everyone hates that. That's terrible. Some sort of fanatic. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even turn it on i i knew i knew what to expect they get that esg money probably so they they don't need an audience when they can get blackrock to pay them for having a high esg score for virtue signaling yep i mean that's that's the only way to spend a billion dollars and i'm pretty sure it's it's been renewed for multiple seasons already really (laughs) i could i could be making that up i think i like to hate watch man i hate watch stuff sometimes and the only thing I'll really hate watch are just like absurdly bad movies that are so bad that they're hilarious unintentionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't hate watch Tolkien though. That's true. I, I love yeah. Tolkien too yeah. much to, you know, watch somebody insult. They ruined legacy. it. Yeah. I uh, learned my lesson after the uh, Hobbit movies. That was oh, bad. A um just oh especially the last one that was like three and a half hours of just boring i slept i literally slept through it (laughs) and it's what's great though it like the the audience is there just look at um the ripovers uh harry's razor they got bombarded when they started going woke and then the guy from the daily wire started up jeremy's razors i think yeah that, did you see his commercial for that i have not is it hilarious it's a great commercial it's too long but it's uh they, they really milk it but it is a really good commercial i'll have to remember to yeah. check that maybe maybe jeremy's raisins is that the one where you show they uh blow the raisin back up with water and make it back into a grape i don't know i'm not sure i just know the commercial is just a really elaborate like almost five minute commercial of him just walking around in a robe with hot chicks, just trying to be as anti-woke as possible. <laughs> I'm going to see if Terry can add that to the show notes for us. It's I'm going to have to watch that on my own personal time. That sounds amazing. It's just great seeing a big F you to all the, all the nonsense. Right. And that stuff works too. You know, they're hungry for it because Greg Gutfield is getting great ratings. Greg Gutfield is not a comic but he's beating the comics of late night. 
one was so sad is I'm a daily listener of, of the propaganda report still. And uh, I keep hearing all this about Stephen Colbert and man, so like funny. he used the Colbert report was amazing. Yeah, it was good, witty, yeah. hilarious, informed. And like, I see Keelthor's, uh maybe not so much, but it's, I really, I never, I never really care for politics until you know very re- last since probably Donald Trump. Once, yeah, once they've kind of forced it. it on us all, you know. He made it entertaining. Yeah, like I have ADD. I'm not going to pay attention <laughs> to something that's boring. Yeah, but when you have Trump going, it's like politics great because it's never been so you can't say again. Right for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's man, I miss Trump. Ashley. He was hilarious. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt Justin, but I'm just going to jump in here. I have a quick little tidbit that I wanted to contribute to the news today. Um, and I thought that it was very interesting and I don't know, maybe even ironic. Um, maybe y'all can help me out with if this actually meets the true definition of irony. So in a recent interview with Sky News, which I believe is an Australian news outlet, Stephen Bonsell, which is the CEO of Moderna, said that they were coming up with mRNA injections to help with heart issues. Um and this is something that they are now actively working on. And he, the way that he said it, I found disturbing because he sounded so proud of it. The, <clears throat> the interviewer actually said to him basically like, oh, yeah, and y'all wouldn't have had anything, right, if it wouldn't have been for COVID. Isn't that weird? And he was like, yes, it is, which obviously we know that they made billions of dollars off of that. And I, I personally believe that was always the plan. But anyway, so he brings that up and then he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're still working on it, but we inject it into the heart. And that helps to start recreating blood vessels whenever heart damage is present. And I just, I mean, this is like one of those things that makes you want to spit out your drink, flip over a desk, you know, I mean, it's just, it was unbelievable. Yes. Yes. They're going to have to explain the rationale behind that, how, how that works if, before they start doing that procedure on me. I believe you would I think have. that they would need to explain it and that they would have a little bit more science to go along with it. But I think that's out the door. If they tell you now, oh, kill, um, you have heart disease or you're a white supremacist and you're getting an mRNA injection to cure it. I guess I'm a white supremacist <laughs> then, huh? <laughs> My white supremacy has been flaring up this year. Do I need to get another booster? Big time. Big time. Yep. I believe I have a theory that puts everything together. Uh, So right before there was a COVID vaccine, they were telling us the potentials for these mRNAs. Yeah, they were. Once perfected, they can cure cancer Mm -hmm. and Alzheimer's and fix all of these different issues. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, this is my totally uninformed conspiracy theory that seems to fit everything. Uh, is that the entire plan of COVID was to get this out there, terrify everyone of a disease that kills less people than the flu. Um, And then once this is just their trial run for the mRNA technology, 
because they want to be able to cure cancer and heart disease and all this stuff for themselves. Correct. I I completely agree. Agenda. Yes. Exactly. Transhumanism. And we're we're experimenting and perfected on us. And when it gets right, then they'll they'll use it. Yes. However, I had a I had a thought on this, and I would like to hear what you think about this, Brad, because part of me thought that. Yes, they're they're actively experimenting on us for sure. However, the other part was like, actually, what if it is even worse than that? Because we know that we, um, you know, about the eugenicist background of a lot of these people. And I would have thought if they were really interested in using mRNA tech on themselves, wouldn't they pay way more attention to the side effects as opposed to actively discouraging watching side effects like what is happening in with whatever new bill they have in california for example like as a doctor you can get in trouble if you're spreading misinformation and we know how easily they could throw that around that you're that you're using misinformation right so that would actively discourage a doctor from documenting something into theirs which they track so that's my only thing is like is it about because we know the transhumanist agenda but is that potentially a red herring for ultimately just depopulation like why aren't they paying more attention to the side effects if they want it for themselves well that laws doctors can only get in trouble right people can still upload side effects and stuff like that i i I'd be willing to bet they have some sort of tracking mechanism wh- where they are, and, and they might not be able to get all of them. You, you could be right about that. I think that their transhumanist agenda can coexist with a depopulation. I don't necessarily think that they were like, let's kill a bunch of people with this. I think that it was just like if they were doing a bunch of experiment on a bunch of dogs or other animals where it's like, right. we're going to do this on as many as possible and – it's okay. It's an acceptable loss if we lose them because we don't need them. So it kind of serves uh, depopulating the planet while also finding out like what DNA mixes right with others. So they find out what works and they also happen to get rid of a whole bunch of people at the same time while, while perfecting it. And right. yeah, but uh, I, what you're saying, you're right. It does. Um, they do want to know the side effects because they don't want to be affected by them. I would think they wouldn't want to be, but right. I don't know. I have a feeling they probably have some sort of yeah, I mean, how, how do you know they're not? How do you how do you know how do we know that they're not uh, monitoring it somehow? How do we know that doctors yeah. haven't been very secretly given some? Um, okay, well, here's the bears thing, and well, pst, here's this other thing too. Yeah, so, yeah, probably, that's a yeah. great point. That's a great point, and we don't we, we don't, don't know. know. Yeah, I was looking are, at oh, it yeah. from the perspective of like so many people were having things happen to them and it seemed like they were being just so actively suppressed, but that's a great point. We don't know that they're not actually like, Oh, um, I actually did hear something and they're sending that back door to the pharmaceutical companies or something. And and I think the open source, I mean, the whole world is turning into open source. I think getting those ideas from the public who put stuff into VAERS could be where they get a lot of that information, but you are right. I mean, there were some doctors that I encountered who, were would not even i mean they just like started twitching and would have cognitive distance and would just shut down and start saying you need to get the vaccine too or you're gonna die if you brought up something what like my dad uh pretty sure what he got was vaccine induced and a, mm-hmm. a doctor uh almost 100 agreed with me on that she can go all the way there because she said there are other possibilities but it looks that way that my uncle got the same thing about a month after and the first doctor we went to i I actually brought in a, 
a publication. I'm sure I've told you guys this before, but I, I remember I, I, like yeah. I was very like I've done I've been doing this for years with my mom. I learned from my dad because you, you go in the doctor. Sometimes they have an ego and and they they think they they, they don't like when people do stuff or when uh, question what they're doing. And all I asked him, the reason I asked him is because I knew they were going to be encouraging the booster and the solution in the study that I'd found that did identify what he had as a rare side effect. And somebody just like him of the vaccine said, do not get the booster. That was one of the things. And that's why I was asking. But I, I couldn't even get through the whole question before he, he started saying, I mean, literally started telling me, you're going to die, too, if you don't have it. And I was like, I don't. He's like, you're going to die, too. And then uh, I, I'll, look, uh, I'll look at it if you have something for me to look at. And I did. I showed it to him and I had it highlighted. And he started, like, fucking twitching. And, and I was like, OK, Dad, we're going to get a second opinion. And it was completely different. This other doctor was. So that guy probably is intentionally blinding himself to potential side effects that he could be reporting. Well, it's uh, only 20% of doctors are a member of the uh, AMA Association. And those that's, I believe that's where a lot of places have been getting their guidelines on different COVID things. Right. I, I think a lot of people are under the impression that it's like something that all doctors are a part of, but it's a very small percentage. Man, yeah, that made, I don't know why that made me think of this because they, they have the, symbols of these doctors organizations and whatnot and people in the white coats i saw a commercial during the god-awful braves game yesterday (laughs) fucking game and blew that game you guys don't care they fucking blew that game and there's this commercial where it's just it's just they do the song you know you know the sad somber songs and they show the faces of people over 50 you know back and forth back and forth and it's like you're looking them in the eyes you know because that person could be dead because it's like this amount of people over 50 died of COVID. It's just a, like a large percentage. They manipulate the, the lying with statistics and whatnot. And then at the end of the commercial is, I think it was a Pfizer commercial, is getting the shot, getting boosted can reduce your risk of death. And I'm like, what happened to the prevent the act? Now we have come all the way to get it, somber thing, and you might not die. What a crock of shit that they've been allowed to get away with with this messaging. Yeah. That goalpost, it never even stood still. Right. For one second totally, dude. You couldn't kick shit through there. You're just fucking flying yeah. around. I was yeah, just watching a video of that today on Luke, uh, We Are Change. I think it was him that had like a little montage and it was just caught. It went through the whole thing. It was like, oh, you're not going to get it. It's going to stop trans- right. transmission. And you had all these people, Rachel Maddow, um, Rochelle Walensky, Fauci, all these people saying this Biden. stuff. Yes, yes. Sorry, Stella. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I just, you've got to wonder have they reached a point where, okay, these people are just so stupid, they keep coming back for these 6,000th uh, boosters. Uh, let, let's, let's threaten them with a needle straight into the heart. I mean, totally. It's like, well, why don't you just use a stake? You know, it, it, yes. it does get to a point where it's like, what else can we get them to go along with? <laughs> you know, it's like they're fucking with people almost. For well, sure. Didn't they, they just um, update a new vaccine for, was it five year olds and up or under five? Yep. The new covalent uh, that we talked about, the eight blind mice, that's what they studied it on, was eight mice. It went straight to humans, basically. And now they have emergency authorize that for children as young as five years old how is is do we know if the like um 
anyone's like suing to try and get this emergency use authorization ended because that's only legal when there's no other medications. And I believe the CDC has come out and said but both uh, hydrochloroquine and ivermectin are both an effective treatment, not to mention the remdesivir. Which don't, is don't talk about that horse medicine shit, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the CDC has ivermectin listed as a treatment, but the description below it says that it's not been proven to be effective, yada, yada, yada. Picture of so a dumb horse below it. Basically, it's as safe as the vaccine. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's apparently one of the safest drugs on the planet. It was like uh, in the UN, like 100 safest oh, yeah. drugs of all time before all of this. And um, well, the, won the, the study, Nobel Prize in 2015. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The study that's been used over a billion times, as far as I understand, very yeah. successfully in yeah, India. Yeah. So I haven't watched this, but I just saw this actually pop up on my thing. You made me think of it. This is from the Liberty Report, and it says Pfizer shock admission, COVID shot never tested for stopping transmission. That's not a surprise to me, but I am interested to see the what they have to to show this, what came out recently. Well, this I've, was posted. I can give you a brief summary is that um, I believe it uh, might be German or is, it's a European like um, ambassador or politician was talking to a Pfizer rep. And he basically said um, he actually said, I will say this in English so that there isn't any confusion. Was the vaccine tested? on transmitting uh, COVID. And she said no. <laughs> I'm not even surprised. I mean, we should be like, oh my God. But it's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah of it's, course it wasn't. <laughs> and, and I think that's part of the plan. The, the corruption is so prevalent. The rubbing it in our faces is so prevalent that it becomes not shocking anymore. Like Twitter locked down um, yeah. the Florida Surgeon General's Twitter for what he said. And we right. just think nothing of it, like, because we're, we're so used to it now. Right. And we forget about it because they flood us with information. So oh, it's God. hard for anything to stick. And the Florida attorney general tweeted out, um, he did not recommend the COVID vaccine for healthy young men under 40, I believe. 18 to 39. Yeah. And then after a backlash, they finally let him back on. But this is this is the the state surgeon general. This is a government employee being censored yeah. by Twitter. I mean, surprise, surprise, right? Oh, um, I did yeah. want to uh, make sure that we had plenty of time for Brad and Stella. So, Brad, if you have your story, if you want to go ahead and go. Uh, I'm going to show you a few things based on what I've been hearing. I haven't used Zoom in a long time. So I'm trying to – how do you share a a, a YouTube video. It's been so long since I use this program. Let's see if I can get this Probably real quick. Share screen. Share screen. Will that share the audio too? I wonder. It should. Oh, Let me see. I think it does. I think you're right. Um, so a couple things. I got Fauci here. You might have seen this one, but I got Fauci being interviewed by Colbert. Fauci went and got a booster live on Colbert's show the other day, which that's just so inspiring. Fauci did it right there on Colbert's show. I'm going to go out and get mine, too, so I can be just like Fauci. Who wants to be like fucking Fauci? I, I don't know anybody. Dress up as Fauci for Halloween if you want to rape yes. and kill a bunch of people. I I'll tell you what. The only thing. I want to be like Fauci if I can be the, the highest paid employee of, my, of the government. The highest paid man under four feet tall. You yeah. can get <laughs> just just me his Pfizer profits. That's all I need. Well, there you go. I get the fucking shot. I get a buck. You know, <laughs> just get the shot. I get a buck. 
do do we think that if the Republicans win this November that they'll actually you know hold Fauci accountable? No. no. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, he's leaving in December, he says. He's actually not retiring. Yeah. He's going to mentor young scientists. I can shape them in my Fauci way. They give you the jab <laughs> in 20 years. So he's going to go actually work outside of the scrutiny of the public eye, where, honestly, I think he could probably be more dangerous than his propaganda role where he is right now. Uh, my screen share thing is not um, activated. It was a second ago. I think, think Fauci runs the uh, health industry as well as he pitches baseball. Turn his fucking yes, screen, which is we we all know how good that is. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think Jackie would need to turn it on. If it was I, there a second ago. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, I, it, it should be back up for you. Okay, cool. Let me see if I can get this. It still says host has disabled the. I can send the link over to. Oh, there it goes. Let's see. Let's see if we can get this here. Um, so he's going to mentor young boys or something. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> probably, probably. I mean, let's be honest here. Probably. He's going to mentor young scientists. He said, where you know they they're eager. They're trying to learn. Trying to learn. I'm going to teach them. It's not about science. It's about the propaganda. You give them the jab. You ask questions later. Maybe he can take a few training lessons from Kumar. Oh my god, dude. Oh, oh, oh that was like wasn't that wild? Like he came out and he's just like, um, I know you guys, a lot of people thought that when I quit acting and went and worked in the Obama administration that I was a propagandist, but I wasn't because the website of the, the rollout for healthcare wouldn't have sucked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> totally just admitting he's a fucking propagandist. Uh, now let me feed you a bunch of propaganda. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck, man? Poorly. It, Poorly. <laughs> It was awful. It was really awful because it didn't gel with that crowd, right? So he's trying to be young and hip and funny. That was not a young and hip and funny crowd. That, that was a Bill Gates nyah, 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 crowd. And so the jokes are like awkwardly falling and shit. Oh, Here's the white pill, though. They're sending their best. This is their best. Yeah, right. They suck at, at it, man. They can, don't relate to people. You're right about that shit. And I feel like it comes down to the classic, the left can't mean. Um, oh, my God, dude. I got so I don't have it with me now, but I'll. Like, I'm going to do it on the show next week. So there's this I, – I watch a lot of these uh, think tanks, and I just watched one on the Ukraine-Russia lessons learned from the information war. And it's called NAFO, N-A-F-O, and lessons learned from the Ukraine information war. And one of the guests was the basically Goebbels – what's his name? Zelensky's Goebbels. personal Goebbels. Yeah. yeah. And – um. <laughs> He, he or she, it was a woman, and man, this woman just straight up ministry of truth comes out in full force saying shit like, you know, everybody's known that throughout time that, that the truth could never travel as fast as lies. Lies has been, have been proven to spread faster on Twitter, like six times faster on Twitter than any truth. Mind you, she's not defining what truth and lies are through all this but it spreads so much faster because they're emotional they're simple the, the problem with the truth is that it's just too boring and it's hard to ask the public of the world to spread it because it's so boring and complicated and that is why the lies win that's why they thrive so she's admitting in that moment that they don't believe in telling the truth 
I mean, that, that's an admission of that there, which the narrative warfare people talk about. The truth doesn't fucking matter. It's the meaning of the information that we need to put in people's heads before they can look at the information and determine that meaning for themselves. But then this woman goes on to say, but there's been an exception, the first exception in the history of mankind to this common belief that truth just can't keep up with lies. And you guys got any idea of what that truth might be that has finally captured the lies and is spreading around the world faster? Well, it is Ukraine's fight against evil for democracy around the world. That truth is so intoxicating, so simple, so morally right, and so morally just. There's an evil enemy, and everybody in the world public virtually sees that truth, and they can participate in this fight alone. It's like really fucking like the jujitsu that she's doing verbally. It's just like, my God, this is like this is the reincarnation of uh, Jobel's Gerbils, whatever the fuck his name is. And man, Joseph Goebbels. Is it Ger? Do you, is it like Goebbels? You pronounce the R? Yeah. Oh, There's not an R in it, but that's how you pronounce, you it, pronounce it. I say just like Don Lamont, you pronounce it however they don't want you to. Right. 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 Now I'm going to uh, record a disclaimer about how I pronounced Goebbels wrong every time in the last show I just recorded. I'll just put that oh. in the beginning. Thank you. Careful, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're killing grandma. Do what? You're oh, killing my, my screen up? All right. This is Colbert asking Fauci uh, if Ivermectin did anything. Mm. Now you guys see it? Yep. The um, hear it? Yep. yep. Right. Confusion that came out of the last. Pretty low. I'm gonna ask you about this, but I want to check in one more time. Did ivermectin do anything? No. Okay. Humans do take it, but not for this purpose. Right. It does not help with COVID, and it could be dangerous. Okay. So it could be. Hydroxychloroquine. Uh, huh? Did it do anything? No. No. It's down. So it's dead down. Thumbs down. No. No reason to have done that. Okay. Right. I thought it was fucking horse medicine and could kill you, but now it's died. People take it, but nah. Thumbs down. Just and he, Fauci, published a paper talking about how HCQ can actually help in a like a respiratory virus situation. Oh, did he? Yes. <laughs> So like this crowd here, you, you see the Colbert crowd. I, I'm fascinated by the crowd. I don't know if you've ever been to, you've probably been to like a live show like this before where they have the stage producers telling people when to clap and whatnot. And they, they keep the energy up. And because if, if the laugh lines don't hit, they need to make it sound like they do. So they, you know, they hit them on cue and shit like that. Uh, one of my best experiences with that was going to the Jerry Springer show years and years ago. Fascinating. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. But oh, like you can see in Colbert's especially how stage produced it is and how sometimes out of sync he is with the audience sometimes he's completely in sync with them but he will he'll say a joke and it'll be total propaganda and the audience will just be confused and then obviously a stage producer's doing this and people are like they just start clapping because they're supposed to i would love for someone to infiltrate they because they usually have a warm-up comic or something that comes out before the actual comic does like 10 minutes jerry springer was his own warm-up comic when i went and he told 10 minutes of the dirtiest fucking old man jokes you've ever heard in your life. It was glorious and disgusting at the same time. <laughs> and um, the warm-up comic infiltrates and, and is just like, you motherfuckers going to be slaves to these stage producers. Listen to what they're saying. I mean, what Fauci just said right there should outrage everybody in that audience who they told the opposite to, who, who they said they're taking horse medicine, dangerous, threatening their own lives and the lives of others by even talking about. And now he's sitting there saying, people do take it, right? But not, not, not for, I mean, what, again, the goalposts that you talked about, Justin, the people in this audience are either brain dead, stupid, or they're too afraid to actually be like, wait a minute. I so you start looking around saying, wait a minute, what the fuck did you just say? And everybody else. The first one. 
right. They might fucking agree with you, but nobody's going to say anything. But then when the stage producer starts saying, shut the fuck up, you're out here. Everybody fucking clap for Fauci. People are like, oh, my God, give me the shot again. It's just uh, this overwhelming people with the crowd digitally and in places like this. It's a very powerful thing. One on one conversations I find to be very effective. But these crowd situations, people are afraid to even express a hint of what they might actually believe for fear that someone might even just see. It looks like you're thinking about ivermectin. I'm going to kill you. You know, even they don't want to have the ivermectin look on their face because of the fear they've pumped into them. Now, Colbert, just the worst. He used to, I, you know, Colbert, you may have liked not liked his Colbert report, but by God, was it a lot better than the shit he's doing right now? That's for sure. <laughs> I don't think anybody can disagree with that, that at least he was doing something. It wasn't just fucking shameless, shameless propaganda. He's literally, literally repeating the CNN and MSNBC headlines in the form of bad jokes. And then you go watch Jimmy Kimmel. The same jokes, same headlines, slightly different structure, slightly different punchlines, same thing. They probably have the same guy because, you know, you can write the structure of a joke. You have the premise, which you're always going to plug in that headline of the day. And then you have the like, you know, 15 or so different ways you can take it with a punchline. This out of it, he's probably got one guy just plugging in the different stupid punchlines for all of these late night comics because they're all the fucking same. Every single one of them is obnoxious. I got one more for you guys related to Kamala. Does Kamala to you seem like she is always taking a Valium and drinking two glasses of red wine to me every time yeah. she talks. Yes. 100%. Well, I'd say, it, I don't know if it still does it, but it used to be if you would Google translate Kamala, it would, I believe Kamala is Finnish for horrible. <laughs> type in Kamala, it comes up and says horrible. Kamala the horrible would be a great Viking. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> Again, imagine if she got that deep fake technology to make Dude. her not oh, lizard. I, yeah. Kamala, Kamala is the most unlikable person I've ever come across. I mean, I think that she makes Hillary look like fucking Mary Poppins, man. The Kamala's just so bad. And that's why they have her where she is, because she never would have gotten elected there but she's just she seems like she never wants to be where she is like she's always just like oh god i mean just getting hammered in the back laughing while smoking weed about all the people she put in jail about weed and about how she's about to go out and talk about what the biden administration did for weed which was really absolutely nothing like people think i had a friend like tweeted me, i don't think anyone was in jail for simple possession no no exactly there was zero people in jail and so biden makes this announcement about the pardon right and all of these people and he did it in a very specific way where it's like nobody should be in jail for weed which of course i think most people agree with that we need to solve this problem what i'm going to do to solve this problem step one i'm going to pardon thousands of people from this federal thing so connecting those two in this presentation as though what he's doing is going to release all these people from prison intentionally leaving this false impression in people's minds who don't ever question what he says and then the headlines come out. Thousands of people pardoned by Biden, pardoned by Biden. And then only a few days later, the White House says quietly with no fanfare. The, and it's also reported but quietly, with no fanfare, doesn't get much attention, doesn't trend. The White House says that zero people are in jail for this crime that Biden pardoned. Fucking zero people. Hmm. And it was interesting. I, I did talk about – actually, I don't know if I got to this on, on the show I recorded earlier, but I have a guy who I used to do comedy with all the time. And, like, I consider him a friend of mine, but he started going to this activist shit when, when Trump got elected. Man, he just kind of fell off the deep end, and he's turned into – he's gone from friend to, like, bot troll who, who hmm. just randomly trolls me every now and then 
on Twitter. And I don't usually respond to people who do that because usually it's pretty honestly, if I didn't know it was a real person, I'd think he was a bot because he just repeats scripts regardless of what, what a person says. And it's always a little weird. And he, he like I'm worried he's going to do something that he's coaxed into by these activists that will maybe get him in trouble and land him in prison. I'm actually worried about him. But I don't care if he fucking writes that I'm a white nationalist on my fucking LinkedIn page. I'm not, but it's a messed up thing to do. If I used LinkedIn, I, I erased it. And I was like, dude, that's kind of messed up. And I've like never shown this guy and I've never walked up to this guy and been like, Hey dude, let's get rid of the blacks, Jews and all the trans and wild rabbit. Grab every woman you can find by the pussy carrier into the kitchen. It's sandwich time. I've never acted like that to him, but I'm a fucking fascist. And I've always been like fucking nice to him. So he's not responding to me. He's responding to this bullshit. And so he replied on, it wasn't even, I, I, I made like a really bad, stupid tweet. I don't even remember what exactly it was, but I responded to David Hogg because not many people really infuriate me. Like David Hogg and Stacey Abrams, but I try not to let David Hogg do that because he's like a, a child baby. He's a weird looking kid. And I'm like, this kid's just stupid and mind control. Stacey Abrams, on the other hand. That is person. I think Stacey's actually, I think she's really smart. I don't, I think she is controlled, but I also think she is probably, I think she, yeah, I think she's like the kingpin. You know, if you ever watch Daredevil. She's the perfect player for that role too, because totally like she makes me think racist thoughts. Yeah, dude. And and you could be like, we need to get the white male kingpin out of here. And Stacey Abrams would be perfect. Oh yeah. She'll whip some ass, man. Don't, don't (laughs) give Hollywood any idea. No, I would not fight her ever, man. I I would get the hell out of there. Stacey Abrams pinned me in like a a corner. So, so this guy responds to my tweet, which had nothing to do with Biden's thing. And maybe Hogg was like, I'm so proud of everything Joe Biden's done, or he's exceeded my expectations. I was like, Oh, what he, he smelled you and stroked your hair. Great job. And (laughs) so, so he responds to me like, Oh, are you mad? about Biden legalizing weed today. And I was just kind of like, I don't usually respond to this, but I was just like, dude, are you under the impression Biden legalized weed? Well, that's why I actually had, I wrote down a note as we were talking because yes, Biden pardoned all those people, but what about all the people that they're going to arrest for simple? Kamala's Kamala's like, get all the black people out of here smoking weed. I hate (laughs) Talk about a racist. That was that was one of my favorite moments was when Tulsi completely roasted that pig on the debate stage. Mm-hmm. You laugh about smoking weed, but how many people did you keep in jail past their, you know, she uh, release date? Fuck, dude. This girl, yeah. this woman walks around talking about maternal love and being a mother when she became a mother when she got married to this guy like five years before she became vice president and all of his kids were adults. It's good to have a mother. She's not a fucking mom, okay? She's like a sister or something because these, she didn't do anything to raise these kids. The maternal love of Kamala, go fuck yourself. This is all bullshit. She's bullshit. And here's her expressing some more. I found this to be like interesting bullshit where she's talking to Seth Meyers here and she's talking about what her and her husband, you know, very manly. Is that a real marriage or is he just like, yeah, sure. I don't care. I'll be the first gentleman. Yeah, okay. He just, I mean, I, it's, it's, ever a, it's a together? total... It's a deep fake marriage. I don't know. There's (laughs) yes. Has there ever been a more clear deep fake marriage than this? There are a lot of soy boys out there, though. Right, and it is kind of crazy because he's like a powerful Jewish Hollywood lawyer, you know. So what's like? I want to know what's in all this for him. I don't see any any. any, Yeah, there's no fucking chemistry here. Kamala is his connection for the good baby blood. Right. Yeah. Yes, and and actually. 
Um, I, I have to run soon, but I did want to say maybe Brad, you would come on with us sometime to do a longer deep dive. I would. Okay. Love- yeah. I didn't mean to keep rambling. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. It's fantastic. I just have a weird, I'm out of town. It's blah, 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 whatever. Um, I, but I don't want to, to mess up the flow because it's, it's so great having you here. I hope that maybe one day we can do a, a true, like, dig into that whole Kamala Knights Templar. Oh God. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Everybody's forgotten about that. That's some real fucking shit. They buried man. I think about it all the time and I'm like, what episode was that? Can I go back and find it? What was Brad I, saying? Where every time I, I look this? at her, I'm like, how does nobody talk about this? I mean, it's yes. in the, the archives. It's fuck. Those guys got to be dead. It's maybe crazy. We, maybe we can do like a Kamala conspiracy episode. Because yeah. I feel like there's an hour on the Knights Templar alone. Yeah, dude, it's oh, nuts, man. I mean, it's just like the wildest story I've ever come across. I downloaded all those videos from the, the random YouTube pages that were associated. Yes, um, yes, we've got to yeah. do that. I can show you like this is like 20 seconds and then I'll shut up and Stella can take us away. Oh, please go ahead. you guys? <laughs> we, 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 we from, yeah. You put the research in that I'm not willing to do, so... <laughs> Thank you, you know, for you find the right stuff that's interesting then you can really get into it but some, it's not always easy to find the right stuff anymore though because they censor shit but here she is with, with her serious fucking bullshit face talking about what her and her husband who i'm certain have never had sex love <laughs> to watch together but we you know we, we doug and i will um you know one of our favorite shows right now is house of the dragon okay so we're watching that um, is it, you know. Do you enjoy watching a political system that's maybe more damaged than ours when you want? <laughs> because there's no ambiguity about it, right? No, you're true. either riding a dragon or you're not. <laughs> right. That's what really stuck out. You're either riding a dragon or not, which has so many meanings. Don't tell that to the trans community, first of all. Second of all, that just, to me, is an illustration of the fucking power she's after, I think. I think that's some unconscious shit coming out right there. That's just something I noticed about that. Isn't that kind of creepy, the way she talked about that? Uh, it's she's obviously very comfortable with reptiles so (laughs) (laughs) yes she is i i feel like she is do you really think that she even watches that or did someone tell her that there's just dragons that's a good point she probably doesn't you're probably right because i'm I'm done i've talked too long it's i've never watched (laughs) more than episode two of game of thrones and if someone were to come at me with that question, I probably would have just completely deflected, like, he had dragons, right? Uh, <laughs> all right, so one, 30 more seconds. I've wa- I did watch the first few episodes of this. And the first episode, they tried to set up the king, a, a little bit of a spoiler alert, with a new wife. And he was courting her, and she was nine years old. And he was like 15. <laughs> okay, and he's walking, courting her, and he's like, she's nine years old. And so, okay, well, here's the 15-year-old. And then, uh, you know, the next episode, they had, who was it? They, oh, okay, they had um, the daughter or, or somebody, and they were trying to – she's like 15, and they're like, here's an 80-year-old man you can help, hook up with. And she's real fucking creepy and just kept getting worse. The next episode, they said, well, we should hook your daughter up with your newborn son. And, and he was – it keeps getting weird, yeah. So, yeah, it's like, real creepy. That's how could you get weirder than, from a 9-year-old than an 80-year-old? Eh, throw, throw yeah, let's go. You marry the baby. <laughs> It, it, it's a really boring show, the the dragons. Yeah, uh, it's not Drags like Game of Thrones. It. Game of Thrones was a great show. This House of Dragons, it's I don't know. I don't know how they they they're making it so boring, but they are. 
Yes, yeah, so how do you? How is a show with dragons in the name boring? Because they don't. They are. They show the dragons once yeah. in a while, and they just they they ride on them like from one place to the other, like a horse, and that's it. And then they fly off. It just seems got like such a slam dunk. <laughs> right. Nah. Still doing better. That's more like the. Uh, sounds more like the House of Dragon. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Stella, take us away. Go, Stella. All right. Well, um, I uh, would like to talk about something that's uh, down here in Australia at the moment. You may have heard about the floods that have happened um, in the northern part of New South Wales. Um, actually, first and foremost, I'd like to acknowledge the Widjabal people of the Bunjalung Nation, the traditional custodians of country Takarimba. We've had a lot of floods here. Um, who who are they? March. That's the indigenous people okay. of the area of the northern rivers. Yeah, it's um, it's just something that uh, we do down here is um, acknowledge the indigenous people generally when we're talking about cool. country. Um, so, yeah, Northern Rivers area, which incorporates a lot of area. Uh, my area is particularly is uh, Lismore, but the floods that we had in February, March um, encompassed a lot of areas and wiped out a lot of people. Lismore kind of got the spotlight because it's the largest area. Um, that was seven months ago. So February 28th was a massive flood that came through, one-in-100-year one event, which got talked about as a one-in-1,000-year event eventually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, just as people were pretty much getting the mud cleaned up and everything, March 3rd came along and we were flooded out again. Um, that really, yeah, that was a, that was a hard blow. Uh, before I go on, I'm just going to point out the fact that also, on the east coast of Australia, we have a project called the High Speed Rail, which is uh, being planned to go in uh, as infrastructure, pretty much planned around about 2017, that sort of started officially being proposed. Mm. Um, so just bear that in mind as I, as I talk. So the floods came through. Um, we're now seven months later. There's still, there's still about 60% of the shops uh, still just a mess, ravaged, closed mess. Um, it, it, it really did kill the town. There's still thousands of people living in their cars, in tents. They haven't had a lot of help. Um, the official number was four people died, but that's highly debatable. Anyway, so I've just been, uh, I, I, I haven't been in this town long, so I can't say that I know everybody here or, or anybody really for that matter. I hardly go into town, but the last couple of times I've been in, I've, I've had a bit of a drive around and, and seen how little has really been done. And then you talk to people, I know somebody who's, you know, been sleeping on a mouldy mattress and been sick two or three times and still waiting for money assistance seven months later. Um, so... The council have done their token meetings with community input, etc., where you know people go in and they blow off a little bit of steam, and the government can't be accused of doing nothing because they've had their meetings. Um, there was a there's the uh, health expert here for the New South Wales state, Brad Hazard, is probably one of the most despised people in Australia through the COVID uh, mess. Um, well, for those who are no better definitely the despised man, but that's the guy they sent up to the community, which was, yeah, I, I just think that was a slap in the face. 
yeah, here's this guy. <laughs> um, so they've had their meetings. Uh, they've done very little about it. The people are traumatised. They are absolutely traumatised to the point where people say as soon as they hear a raindrop on their roof, if they're lucky enough to have a roof, uh, they just go into panic mode. Um, I, I, I akin them to war veterans returned who, who hear helicopters and go into panic. Um, that's the kind of the general social sort of feel there is. Um, yeah, PTSD? Ongoing. Yeah, very much so. Um, with limited resources in a, in a rural sort of area. So that's been going on. People are trying to find out what's happening with their future. Um, they just keep getting the runaround, like, yeah, just fill out these forms, upload here, go and fill out this survey here. Um, in the little local papers, there'll be half-page things, stories taken out by the council of just like, this is what we're doing, and, and it's just half a page of nothingness, really. Um, so people are very frustrated, um, I would shudder to think how many people have not been able to handle it and are no longer with us. Um, that doesn't get talked about. So anyway, that's what's going on here as far as that goes. There's still a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of work. Stella, can I ask you a question? Sure. You said you're in a rural area that, that this you're describing where this is going on? Yep. Yep. So Lismore is uh, the main town in this area, the Northern Rivers area of New South Wales, which is just under the Queensland border. Um, it's, uh, it's Lismore itself is a population of around about 27,000. Um, I think what was it? about 3,000 homes were affected, um, which you know, that's a lot more people. And, and during the floods themselves, um, I, I, I don't want to put poo on the SES, the um, emergency service people themselves, but uh, if it wasn't for the people the community themselves running around in their little tinnies, their little boats, uh, saving other people's lives, often while their own houses were deluged. Um, and also community paying for rescue helicopters because they just weren't coming from the government. So private you know, people just forked out for them. Um, if it wasn't for that, there would have been a lot, of, a lot more people would not have made it. So that's just a disgrace in itself, the actual handling. But the aftermath is, um, put it this way, uh, I, I personally don't believe that it was a natural event and I think there's a lot more people waking up to the fact that there is weather manipulation going on. I can't prove that, but that's just, that's just part of the equation. Um, they're spraying us every day pretty much. You see the lines in the... the Anyway, that's that's a whole other episode. We've already done that one, but I walked in. Uh, I looked into the um, the council setup, um, and I, it just smells so fishy. You know, it's one of those things where there's smoke, there's fire. Now, the local council uh, have had quite a, a reshuffle um, of the last two years or so. Um, there was a new general manager brought in. Uh, he's called a change agent. Uh, he was brought in in February, which was just before the floods. Funny timing. Uh, we have a little community newsletter that comes around, I don't know, once a month, a couple of times a month maybe. Just a little fold-out thing that shows what's happening with council. Now, this is just me. I can't prove anything by saying this, but I took one look at this guy and just something was not right in my spirit. 
<laughs> so that prompted me to look into him a little bit, um, which I did. And he it doesn't have a fantastic track record. Um, there's something very fishy has gone on with this man. Uh, as of October 2021, he was he had a mutual separation, they call it, um, of the last – he was CEO of a city called Kalgoorlie Boulder, which is in Western Australia. Uh, there was some kind of workplace misconduct going on. Um, he was currently on a salary of $400,000, but uh, he was given this undisclosed payout to leave, which was about two years before his contract was up. Uh, and prior to that, which I'm sorry, I don't have that info, but I did read it a few months ago, um, he was, there was something fishy with the, the position that he held before that as well. So what he does is, as a change agent, he goes in and rescues places that are financially in trouble and his job is basically to turn it round and make a profit. So that's why he's been brought in here and he's only meant to be here for 12 months. Now, I'm not really in touch with the council. I'm not the kind of person that goes to council meetings and does all that. It's just not my thing, right? But um, apparently, like uh, about, ooh, I think it was April this year, um, there was some people within the council who wanted to get rid of this guy uh, for whatever reason. It wasn't really um, disclosed. Uh, they were, there was three or four people who wanted to get rid of him. They were voted, not we're keeping him. Uh, but since then, the other councillors are just saying, we're just being kept in the dark. Nothing is being told to us. It's just basically being run by sort of basically these two people, two or three people kind of up there at the top. They're not being kept in the loop. Um, and then you look at things like um, all of a sudden Prince Charles, this is before he became the king, before the queen supposedly, allegedly died, when she did. Um, he was still Prince Charles then. And uh, after the floods in May, uh, he has expressed how very interested he is in building Lismore back. And uh, this is under the guise of his personal architect was a Lismore guy, even though he spent all his life in England. So Prince Charles has this very unusual interest in Lismore after the floods. Uh, don't remember much interest being expressed after the bushfires when we really could have used some of his millions of dollars. Um, so then you look into, uh, then I found a PDF uh, that the council have and it's called the Draft Regional City Action Plan 2036. Uh, this was put together in 2021, so it was before the floods. And within that PDF, they talk, you've got to look for it. They mention the smart city projects. Um, now, some people don't even know what smart cities are still, so they're not going to look for something they don't even know about. But uh, so in it's a 56-page PDF, 52-page PDF. It's mentioned on two pages, very briefly. Um, this is what – let me just read this little bit here. Yeah, Charles was okay. all about that smart city stuff, right? Oh, totally, yep. yeah. And the climate thing. And, yeah, had, yeah. I mean, this is all blamed built, on climate change. Yeah. yeah, he had built little cities around that – or restructured them. I think that was one of his hobbies. He's a champion yes. of climate change. Yes. He has been yeah. and all that shit for like a while, yeah. Yeah, I was reading about those little towns that he's put together. Apparently, they house about 4,000 people. So, oh, wacko, good one, Charlie. You know, that's just like a sport for him. 
So he's come in with this, you know, wonderful idea. Now, page 17 of this PDF says, combined with agile working, Lismore has the potential to develop as a future smart city. The New South Wales government has launched Australia's first smart places strategy, which aims to integrate technologies into the built environment to capture and convey data and insights. They have two collaboration opportunities here. Um, one of them they talk about, they just basically repeat that. Um, it would be, we'll be implementing a smart city, it'd be ideal, you know, Lismore would be great. But this one, this collaboration opportunity number two, it's called. Let me just read this. Lismore will become an incubator for ideas, new business and research commercialisation, including positioning the city centre as a living lab, a test bed for research and development. So guinea pig on a stick, anyone? Mm. You know, it's Seriously. just, this is not, coincidences stop being coincidences when there's too many coincidences, don't they? Yeah. The timing of all this is beyond coincidence. Um, this is an agenda. This, this is a schedule. Um, so then you have uh, people like the, the Bureau of Meteorology who continually issue warnings of uh, buckle up, there's, it's going to be another deluge and people panic. Can you imagine what that's like for these poor traumatised people? They panic. Uh, for the next 24, 48 hours. Has uh, there then, ever yeah. been a, you said it was like a hundred year flood. It hadn't happened like that in a hundred years. Yep. Yeah. There's actually, um, there's a, a, there's a chart, which will be in the show notes, which does show the history of the Lismore floods, which um, the records started being kept in 1870. And up until 2021, uh, there's a website. Let me find it. Uh, climate change, the facts org.au and in that website it states uh, through looking at the records that there has been no increase increase in rain events or rain the amount of rain since the records began up till 2021 so the 2022 thing was way like you, if you look if i could show you the chart which i can't i'm sorry uh it will be in the notes but you look at the, um, I don't know what you call it, the graph, I suppose, the, the lines, and they're all kind of, you see the standout ones where the, the, the floods come up fairly high to, you know, like 12 metres, which is 41 feet above the uh, safe level. Uh, this last one we had was 14.4 metres, uh, which is 47.2 feet. Uh, the whole town was just completely underwater. It's, it's, it's out of control. Like it's, it's a third, the, the line on the graph is a third higher than all the rest of the maximum lines. It was a big deal. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it, it wasn't a normal thing that happened there. Um, and it's very convenient because let me go back to the um, high-speed rail. We had the bushfires all up and down the coast, all from Queensland right down to the bottom of Victoria. So the whole east coast was destroyed. And I did read um, about the high-speed rail where they estimated that basically sort of to clear the land or what have you by the – they're estimating about $2.1 Now, that sounds like a lot, but when you look at the amount of area, that doesn't sound like very much to me to for a land grab. 
and you know if you had to go and clear it all i think that would be much higher this is just my estimation of what it would be <laughs> so now that it's all it's all been cleared by the bushfires and the floods are sort of clearing people out of their areas as well um it's I don't know, it's kind of just made their job pretty easy, hasn't it, for a high-speed rail to go in. So there's that. There's the smart city thing. Um, I could go on and on with, with articles, etc. but you get the idea, I think. The Prince Charles thing was just a cherry on top. This is, this is, um, this is a quote from Mr Walker from the council, Mr John Walker, the general manager that I was talking about before the... I think is just crooked as hell. Um, he uh, basically says, where is it? We know that Prince Charles had made some inquiries and Prince Charles was interested in, in Lismore. They like Australia. We got an approach to meet with them and just had no knowledge as to why. We thought it would be just to say, good luck. Hello. <laughs> But then you delve into what they do. They actually do recreate villages and towns. One current house houses 4,000 people. So discussions on how you do it and how you hold the heritage in with the design. How do you make sure that it protects the koalas and the wildlife? There we are. We're also bringing the whole green zone into it too, aren't we? So I don't know. It stinks like fish in the sun to me. It almost sounds like you have your own Fauci, but it's a weather Fauci. Yeah, well, the weather's a very big subject here. Um, in fact, there was a gentleman on the radio, uh, the local national radio recently, who uh, was ex-Bureau of Meteorology. He's now retired, and he was going off his head at the Bureau of Meteorology, just saying, how dare you, <laughs> how dare you, how dare you, um, traumatize these people with your fear-mongering when you know damn well you, their, their weather is much more accurate. NASA has low-orbit satellite systems there that tell us all sorts of things, allegedly, like the ground saturation level, all that kind of stuff. They can be a lot more accurate than they are at the moment. They will say one thing, you walk outside, it's something completely different. There is nothing accurate about their readings at the moment. So it's just all fishy as hell. <laughs> Sounds like um, it. And nothing much has been done to help these poor people. It's it's it kills. It's very yes. It's heartbreaking. When are they going to stop naming things the Bureau of Blank, the Bureau of this, the Bureau of that? That is like the biggest Orwellian tell that there I is. They continue. To... Maybe they do that on purpose. Stella, this might be a dumb question because I, I don't know. But what is y'all's relationship with the Crown? Oh, well, that's a good question now. I don't know where that's going to go. But basically, we are we are still a um, – oh, what's the word? Same as Canada. Commonwealth. commonwealth, thank you very much. Yes, yes. Yeah. We are still a commonwealth. We are not a republic. Uh, they tried to they tried to bring up the whole republic card, I think it was in the 90s, and that was turned down. I don't really understand why. Um, I wasn't really looking into it at that point. But, yes, we are still a commonwealth. So um, – but that didn't help us at all through the whole climate thing. You know, the the Governor General is the dude that is in Australia that sort of represents the Crown for Australia. And if anything, 
needs to be done, like if, if the government are playing up and trying to change things when they shouldn't and stuff, the Governor-General is the guy you go to who then goes to the Crown, like the Queen then, um, to say, hey, this is what's happening. What do you think, Queenie? And then she gives her thing and then he comes back and says, well, he, so they can, they, they can override the government, basically. Did you guys take a week off to mourn the Queen? <laughs> to celebrate? Yeah, <laughs> well, mean? yeah. So I, yeah, I, was, that, I know over there they take a week off. We I'm assuming you guys did not take a week off over there. That, we that, had a day, but nobody cared. Yeah, right. The climate change stuff is – so they always – we know they, there's weather manipulation, weather control, cloud seeding is the most kind of basic level of that. China has uh, like a department, prob- probably a bureau of weather control, and they, you know, they brought bureau snow to – Bureau of weather change. Is that what it is, bureau of weather change? No, I, I, was, I, I have a great say, uh, climate change. Yeah. Climate change. And yeah. we had Operation Popeye, and they've been doing this stuff for a while. I, I don't know the science of it. I know that Tesla messed with it a lot. All I know is that that is something they have been toying with and doing in various ways for decades. I mean, far longer than any of us have been alive. So that's not in debate that they can mess with the weather. And on top of that, they, they always talk about climate change being man-made, but they never talk about it in the same context as all of this research and all this stuff they are able to do to affect the weather in a man-made, that's the man-made climate change, probably. They are making the climate change. <laughs> right, so exactly. Like, yes. For a start, if you're all listening out there, them, stop it. <laughs> yeah, and what I worry about is like they've been trying to make us care about that shit for like a long time. It's it's been like climate change, the the seawater's rising, there's gonna be no more beaches left. Oh, you don't care about it wants to care more about that than people care about you know, Vladimir Zelensky, which that's the most important person in everybody's life. So they're trying to really get close to us and it gets to the point where it's like climate change is going to cause cancer. It's going to cause your, your farm to, you're not going to be able to grow crops. It's going to flood your home. It's going to, it's going to kill your pets. It's just anything to try and appeal to people. I mean, they even talk about this at these conferences and uh, you know, stuff like this. It does make me wonder, like if they really want to make people feel it and they do have the technologies, then you know, they can, whatever they can do with those weather machines, like they can crank it up and really fuck people up and, yeah, that sucks, yeah. man. Like, I'm sorry for that. That sounds like awful. We hear about the stuff going on in Florida, but I've never heard any of the stuff that you just said. That that sounds tough. It's just um, it's just so obvious when all this information is available. People just need to dig a little bit, and that that sort of brings me to the 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 takeaway, the the research takeaway for listeners. Um, I really not everybody wants to get involved in their council and all that kind of bullshit, but. If you, you know, if you care about your kids and what have you, <laughs> you have to think about what area, what you're, where you're living, what, what people are making the decisions in the area that you live. Because if you look into the people that are running these things, you will soon find all sorts of stuff. You've just got to look into their history, where they've come from, who wrote these PDFs, when they wrote them. Just simple little digs. I mean, it doesn't take much. You could probably do it in an hour enough to keep you interested to want to keep going. So I really encourage people, no matter where you are in the world, I'm not just talking about Australia here, wherever you are, just look at, have a look at what your local councils are doing. What do they have planned? And then look at what's sort of happening in your area. And you should be able to put two and two together. Great advice. Yeah. I and- if you want more information, we did do a climate change episode 
Union of the Unknowns, Episode 7, The Climate Changers. Awesome. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Arm yourself. Yes, it is. And it's one of those things where no one's going to take care of your family but you. So you got to be on that. Um, You got to be the change. Absolutely. I think that's about uh, our time for the night. Um, if y'all enjoy what we do, please, you know, feel free to check us out at unionoftheunknowns.com. Join us in the discord. Um, Brad, would you like to, um, plug anything that you have? Sure. You guys can check out the podcast on wherever you get your podcast, the propaganda report, and you can find it there and also have a new website. I haven't done much with it yet, but it is up and it's a pretty simple, just kind of plug and play. So I don't really have to do much with it, but I'm going to, it's called propagandafight.com I'm, I'm experimenting with names it's the first one i'm going with what do you guys think it's a good name memorable <laughs> sweet yeah Excellent. so yeah check that out i'm at freedom act ready on twitter but you know i don't tweet all that much just occasionally i don't really care about it <laughs> i will also personally recommend your youtube channel um there are some hilarious oh, yeah. there. yes oh thank um, you oh, feel free yeah. you know go check those out if you need a laugh yeah, youtube.com slash brad binkley and yeah, who doesn't need a laugh? <laughs> right, exactly. Thank you. Thanks for, for having me on, there. guys. It's fun. Uh, no, yeah. and so you have five big fans of the propaganda report here. So if anyone that's listening is not already subscribed, please go over and subscribe. You will love everything that's happening over there. And uh, Brad, I hope you know you can uh, find some time to join us again. Some, of course, of course, this is great. I thought everybody, I thought it was fun. I thought everybody did a great job. Well, we appreciate it. From from the professional, it is much appreciated. Um, and then uh, if anyone actually, you know, is interested and does some research, please give us a call at 404-482-3130. Leave a message. Tell us what you learned. Leave hate mail, love mail, suggestions. Uh, tell Brad how handsome he is with his unshaved uh, face. I wish I could grow. Yeah, I have to keep this going. I know you like it so that. much, Justin. Um, <laughs> And y'all join us. Uh, <laughs> We're in the Zoom room, Stella. You guys are going to need to move on out. <laughs> Is that a Google number, by the way? Uh, like, that you guys what? are setting up for the, the number you're giving out? That's interesting. What is that like one of y'all's numbers? Or is that like a, a number you guys got for the show? You got to call like, to find out. I got to call to find out. <laughs> All right. That's good. good. I'll do it. <laughs> All righty. Well, I appreciate y'all joining us tonight. Uh, Check us out next week for uh, another episode. uh, And y'all have a fantastic night. Good night, everyone. Love you all. Bye. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks. quarterback.